This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. Again, uh, we have some uh, guest hosts in as uh, Russ and, well, first I'm I'm Ryan Hemphill. Hi, Ryan. Uh, I, I, Hi, Ryan. I, I don't Pastor, think I said my name the last Reverend time. Ryan I'm not used Hemphill. to starting out. You know, I miss <laughs> Russ. So Russ is not here, and Vinny is not here again, and uh, we hope to have them back tomorrow. Uh, but we do have a treat, and we have Pastor Josh Bales again from The Well. Hi. Welcome back. Thanks. And we once again have producer Andrew at the table. So welcome nice. back, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Yep. Um, so we're still going through uh, the great de-churching who's leaving why are they going and what will it take to bring them back this is a book by jim davis and michael graham and uh we're still gonna again today kind of go back and talk a little bit more generally about what it means to be in this category of the de-churched we talked on friday just a little bit more about some of those general uh principles and uh today we're going to look at how a little bit about how de-churching is not a new phenomenon, yeah. that there's actually been de-churching going on since the very early days of the church. And uh, Josh, when, do you want to take that yeah. and run with it? Well, I think it's interesting because um, often evangelicals will kind of romanticize about the early church, and and, and rightly so. Yeah, right? a lot was going on. The, yeah, the spirit of Pentecost fell, fell upon them, and uh, there was miracles, there was thousands of people coming to salvation there was generous sacrificial love all of that's true but during that 40 years between jesus's ascension and the fall of jerusalem there was also great apostasy paul told the church in ephesus about this in acts 20 28 through 30 he said pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the holy spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of god which he obtained with his own blood i know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. In other words, Paul is saying that one reason why de-churching happens is because of false teachers who twist doctrine and pull people away from the apostolic doctrine of Christ's church. Mm. Um, sadly, when the final book of the canon was written, um, Revelation, many had succumbed uh, to false doctrines and were falling away from the living God. You can just look at various places in those letters, right? Uh to, right. to the churches Ephesus, Philadelphia, etc. Yeah, Revelation. Yeah. So there was a lot of heresies in the early church that were drawing people out away from Christ. And you can fast forward to you know today and realize the same things are happening today um, with uh, quote unquote woke theologies and, and you know like for instance yesterday I read uh, that the United Methodist Church that uh, was I think they're like the third largest religious group. Uh, lost 25% of its uh, members yeah. because 
they they have adopted uh, things that are contrary to scripture. Finally, you know, twenty five percent said we're out of here. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that's the irony of this whole thing. Like, there's this lie that the devil gives. Mm-hmm. If you're just more accepting of the world, you, you'll be more winsome, and your church will grow. And the actually the opposite is true. Yeah. Now, I, I recognize that there's might be some mega churches here and there that are very liberal and leftist, but as a general principle, it's it's just not true. It's the way to destroy your church. Right. And in fact, God says the exact opposite of what friendship with the world is enmity with yeah. god i mean yep. we and i think you bring up this fact this the devil doesn't have new tricks i mean right. he 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 does the same stuff and he repackages it um every generation or so where yeah. it looks new right uh but it's really the same old stuff that he's been doing since the very beginning yeah mm-hmm. So there was a danger in the Galatian church. Uh, we, we know that the Galatian church was was struggling with the infiltration of Judaizers, mm-hmm. and uh, those Judaizers were drawing people away from the Apostle Paul, so much so that Paul comes back to them and he says, look, when I first came to you, you loved me so much that you would have given me your own eyes. Mm-hmm. What's happened to you? Mm-hmm. Like they were defecting because of this false doctrine. Mm-hmm. And Juda- Judaism, um, the Judaizer heresy of, of adding to the justification by faith alone, it was a massive controversy in the early church. Mm-hmm. It, this happened in Acts 15 of the Jerusalem Council. People were being drawn away from Christ at that point too, and they had to have a big meaning about it in order to p- keep people orthodox. And it was a, I mean, it was a uh, insidious you know, false teaching that even affected the apostles. I mean, yep. you know, Apostle Peter was challenged by the Apostle Paul mm-hmm. uh, for kind of getting into that. And, and in case you're unfamiliar with what a Judaizer is, it's basically requiring the Mosaic ceremonial law mm-hmm. for salvation and the keeping of yes, that. Yes, you need Jesus. Yes, you need Jesus, yeah. but Jesus you need blessed. to be yeah. circumcised and all this stuff. Yeah. So there were other heresies too, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a heresy of, of full uh, preterism. That word preterism just means past or fulfilled already and so there were there were teachers that were going around the early church saying well that the, re- the resurrection has already happened and it says if you don't stop that teaching that's like gangrene that will spread in the mm-hmm. assembly and it will cause many people to shipwreck their faith in other words it'll cause them to de-church mm-hmm. right and you may think you may be listening to that and think well who, who believes that today like well, in, <laughs> well there are, my, today there who are still people that. who believe that in my old church I actually had a, somebody call me up and try to argue about how Jesus already came back and yeah. all this stuff. So it's alive and well. Yeah, it it must be rejected. So asceticism and angel worship, you see this in Colossians 2, 8, uh, 18 through 23, where Paul says, look, don't listen to vain and foolish philosophies of the world that don't have Christ. Why was he saying that? Because those have an appearance of real religion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they're empty and vain and they have no substance. That was drawing people away. Mm-hmm. You see the same thing. I mean, I, I remember being in a secret friendly church for 10 years. And what happened was is the, the rock and roll show up front and the, the smoke coming from the drum machine wasn't enough. People started looking, I need something, I need more substance. Mm. And so, but instead of like going the, the reformational route, they went to like Roman Catholicism and, and, and mysticism and stuff like that because it had the show, it had the stained glass windows, it had the cathedral, it had all the, the trappings of, you know, kind of worldly religion, like mm-hmm. the big things, right? Mm-hmm. It looked um, wise. It looked wise. Yeah. Right. So that de-churches people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's the modern church of, we have to entertain them. Yeah. When we get to that mindset of we we have to make them sure they're entertained, more smoke, more lights, more guitar players, it's just it's it's not more drummers coming down from the rafters, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys ever see that uh, Babylon Bee article where it says uh, the headline was 
pastor who shoots himself out of the cannonball <laughs> wonders what he's going to do to top it next right. week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there was antinomianism in the early church so the idea that um, you, you know you can just live you live any way yeah. you want uh, mm-hmm. yeah it didn't matter the law didn't count grace is everything and so there was no obedience to Christ it was just you know once saved always saved it doesn't really matter right and mm-hmm. Peter talks about this in Second Peter Jude brings it up a little bit where these false teachers have infiltrated the church like they have in, in past times. They've crept in unawares. And as a result, they're drawing many disciples after themselves. And it's like a dog returning to its vomit. Yeah. Yeah. So there's de- de-churching It was there. a Savior mm-hmm. without a Lord. Right. You, know, yeah. you know, we talk about the Lordship salvation. I mean, you, you cannot separate the fact that Jesus is both Savior and Lord. He is one and the same. Yeah. Right. And this is the, the part of Christianity that the people who don't fully understand and those like on the left, for example – Say, well, our, you know, Jesus taught love. Why aren't you loving to the LGBTQ community and all mm-hmm. this yeah. stuff? And it's much more than that. Yeah. Well, it's, it matters what love means. Right. Right? Like, I agree. Like, Jesus said, you shall know them, you shall know them that are my disciples by their love. Mm-hmm. Well, what does it mean to love? Love can't be untethered from truth. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is the very thing that the, you know, the kind of the LGBT woke Christianity is saying. Like, well, just love. Well, what does love mean? Right. It means complete acceptance and celebration of whatever lifestyle I choose. You can't right. tell me I'm wrong. Exactly. Right. That doesn't right. sound like love. That no. sounds like Genesis 3 where Satan said, hey, you can be like God. You can do whatever you want right. to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And by love, it just means don't criticize me. Just accept me and get over it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It was, Ma- I think, imagine uh, parenting like that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, antinomianism, like in today's day and age, when we're talking about, especially what we're seeing in the American church of, people you know accusing the church of bigotry or hatred or things like that i think antinomianism is probably one of the of this list probably one of them that is more prominent yeah in why people are leaving mm-hmm. yeah. it could be two of one they're either not liking being challenged in their sin or uh there's such a weakness in the church that's promoting antinomianism that they're Kind of like, well, why bother? Like, yeah. you know, what's worth this? So I'll just go, you know. There's, a, there's a sense in which this was actually uh, alive and well in Jesus' own ministry. You know, when he's when he's talking, the disciples hear it and they say, "This is a hard saying. Who can listen to it?" Yeah. They, you know, hard things people don't want. And and then and and he says, "Do you take offense at this?" You know, and he, and he begins to talk to this uh, to that very thing and it says in john 6 uh, 66 after this many of his disciples turned back and no longer walk with him and he says to the 12 the apostles do you want to go away as well and simon peter answered lord to whom shall we go you have the words of eternal life yeah and mm-hmm. and we have believed and we've come to know that you are the holy one of god mm-hmm. and you know this is one of the problems with uh, you know christianity light um or you know <laughs> what did you say the bud, 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 christianity. Bud, 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 <laughs> christianity you know yeah. i mean you go after every woke cause you go after every this and, right. and and because you don't want any hard sayings you don't want any obedience this the whole idea of antinomianism there's to, uh, there's generations that uh, grew up in uh, churches, but all they did was learn how to play games with their youth leader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They did not learn the 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 truth of the gospel. Yeah. Right. And we need the hard truth of what Jesus says. If anyone would follow after me, he must mm-hmm. deny himself and take up his cross daily yeah. and follow after me. Yeah. yeah, and going off of what you said, Jonathan, what one of 
Russ's biggest points is just teaching the gospel, especially in that youth camp, for example. Mm-hmm. It's you're right. So many kids today know just to play with play all these games with their youth pastor. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you just play games and just make youth group a, a hangout, what what's going to happen when they mature out of youth group? Yeah, Where are well, they going to go? Yeah. They have no foundation to go to big people church. I, as we I, call I, it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we. We want people to enjoy the church. There's a you know, and and maybe and that's part of it with our young people mm-hmm. or or connecting them uh, uh, together, having that cohort of friends that are faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. But there has to be a message along right. with that. It can't just be the illustration. You know, it's like uh, somebody said. Uh, you know, talked about some uh, certain pastor's sermons, you know, uh, the illustration is the porch leading into the house, and some people have all porch and no house. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's a, a dichotomy, too, even between um, long gospel. Obviously, there's a difference between long gospel. I'm not saying the dichotomy shouldn't exist. What I'm saying is that um, Andy Stanley, that's, that's where I was going. Andy Stanley, one of the heresies that he has put out is that, hey, we just need to unhitch the Old Testament from the New. He has a mega church. Mm-hmm. I'm not being a prophet here, but he is de-churching people. Mm. Uh, he, he will drive people out of the church because the same Jesus who died on the cross is the same Jesus who spoke from Mount Sinai and gave us the law. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that's, that's the law that he was punished for, uh, for our law breaking. And uh, it's only when you, you come to that realization of what the gospel is, what the word of God does, where actually, you know what, the word of God and church life is way more rewarding and entertaining and joyful mm-hmm. than anything that the world can put on. And that's yep. what you said last week, Josh, it's the, the de-churching, they might not be leaving Andy Stanley's church, but there's de-churching happening in the pews even if they stay, because yep. that's, that's heresy. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Well, you've been listening to the gospel for life may you keep your eyes fixed on christ the only author and perfecter of our faith we'll see you next time